Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Yeah, but if you don't have the right mucus in there, it doesn't matter. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. All right, don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 98 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts. Joining me each week are Stephen Wojtowicz, Bill Fougere, Nick Larita. We are getting closer and closer to the magic number 100. Uh, our 100th episode, we will record two weeks from tonight. Billy, check my math. That's right, right? Uh, very good. All right, good. Uh, it will air uh, the next day, January 31st. And boy, do we have a surprise for all of our faithful listeners. Not going to tell you, you're going to have to tune in on the 31st to find out who our, uh, who our big surprises, our banger guest is for our 100th episode. Well, you already gave uh, it away, kind of, that it's, that it's somebody, not something. Well, I mean, what was I going to fucking blow up your, your, your pool rafts? Give up, give up, promote. We could have given away promotional material. We could have had, we you know, prizes for that. all our loyal you listeners. You know who it is. But I mean, if it's not somebody, then what the hell is it? We can't give it to something useful. You can't see it. It's a podcast. What are they going to do? Follow us on Twitter or Instagram or yeah. Facebook. Oh. You know, I, I was actually thinking about the giveaway. I have that, uh, that second Brian Leach jersey that I got autographed. We could use that as, as getting people to, uh, to follow us on the Twitter, download our show, and do all that stuff. But it's got to take it. No, no, oh. no. You already follow. Oh, employees are not, are not eligible. Is that no, kind of thing? Employees are not I eligible. See. But it, it's got to be something, something huge. Like our 100th episode would have been good. <laughs> what would have been? Maybe we'll save it for two. Save it for 200. Wait, we're going to 200? Wow. Yeah. Please, please, you no. Know, you, <laughs> you have lofty goals, my friend. <laughs> lofty ones. All right, we're going to start off this week uh, since Nick uh, jumped in last week, so eager to talk about it. Let's do, uh, let's do some Friends and Rivals of Cup. Nick, where do we stand? All right. Thanks. I got on time this time. I'm very happy with that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, still on top. Uh, 49 points. No I way. First place. <laughs> Steve, 378, solidly in second place. Bill, 369 points. 69. Third place. 69. There you go, Bill. Tom, coming in last in 362. Woo-hoo! This is, you know, if I wasn't going to be in first place, this is exactly the way I want to see the standing. Why? Because <laughs> you're in last. Well, that, that's yeah. fine. Listen, you were in last, what, two weeks ago by a large margin? So th- th- this thing is not going to be over until it's But over. if the season ended today. Right, right. But if the season ended, I got what? Still got what, six, five or six games in hand on, on Steve? Uh, it's not too bad. Let's see. Are we keeping you up? Uh, I'm 311 sorry. to 304. Yeah. So you got, uh, Steve's got seven games, uh, on you. So you have you seven in hand. So you're, you got the time to, to catch up to Steve. Oh, I guess he's got, all right. I got seven games in hand. Seven games in hand. You got seven. Um, and yeah, so Steve's, uh, got the surging, uh, Winnipeg Jets, Kyle Connor, 
Tom Steer player. Over, overrated player in hockey. Dallas Stars also. Tampa Bay Lightning. All three of those teams in the top 10 right now in scoring and putting points in the NHL. Um, that's really sort of pushing Steve into second place there. And uh, you know what? He could, uh, if you look at the, the top 10, there's only one team really running away with everything, and that's Boston. Boston's, right. you know, 10 points ahead of everybody right now in the league. Five losses in the year. They're just cruising. Um, outside of that, though, you know, Carolina, I have Carolina, I have Boston. Tom's got the, the Devils, 61 points in third place. And then from there, it's a, you know, from fourth all the way down to like uh, 11th place. It's 59 points to 55 points. So you got pretty much a glut of the top teams in the, the league. Um, and right now, myself, Steve, and Bill have all those teams. Tom has only this third place team, the Jersey Devils, right now in uh, in the entire top 13 teams. After that, it's or 12 teams. And after that, it's the uh, Calgary Flames and Edmonton, where Tom, or sorry, look at that right. Washington Capitals and Calgary Flames, where Tom owns them. Listen, listen, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm typically, when I play golf, I'm typically a back nine guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really well on the back nine. So now we're getting into the second half of the season. Listen, Colorado hasn't peaked yet. Washington is, is coming on. Pittsburgh, watch out for monster second half comeback from. Oh, Pittsburgh. yeah. I'm holding my well, breath for that. What's really sinking Tom right now is the Colorado Avalanche. His first overall pick. On 100%. Our 18th in the league with 47 points. So, I mean, that if that if any team could shoot back up, you'd figure that would be the team that yeah. Tom would have to rely on. Um, after that, he's, you know, it's not really too good. You know, I guess the Calgary Flames are really eighth spot for you, and the Ottawa's was ninth, your eighth and ninth picks. So those are really your next two picks in the draft. And Ottawa's, you know, obviously – um, oh wait, no, owned by Bill. I'm sorry, I I mixed that up. I forgot you guys traded this trade them. Right, that's right, that's right. So yeah, that that trade uh, turned out for Tom to be uh, a bit different, right? That's the Penguins you got there. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yep, sure was. couple spots up. But those are the teams you need to, to kind of elevate the game. They haven't really yet, so uh, it's kind of rough. Uh, otherwise, like I said, myself and Steve and Bill are kind of rounding out the top uh, teams in the league right now. Me being buoyed by the Bruins, Cat, Hurricanes, Leafs, and the Golden Knights. Uh, and the Kraken. The Kraken are back in the top ten of the league. So, I mean, hey, it's, a, it's unbelievable, man. Lucky uh, lucky drafting. So, that's the that's the story. Well, this, this is a nice – that's a nice little segue into a little segment called Contenders or Pretenders. All right? So, I'm going to give you the team in the East. You tell me if they are a contender – or a pretender. All right. Yeah. We'll start off with the New York Islander. We're going to start off in the East. We'll start off with the New York Islanders. Contenders or pretenders? This is tough, man. This is like the toughest one of our teams, I think. I don't know where to, I don't even know where they put it because they are so up and down. Even right now in this game, they have 3 0 against Washington. Looks like they're going to cruise and then immediately two goals right back. And it's like, all right. Are we win this game? We lose this game. Every freaking game is the same. Um, I honestly, right now, I'm uh, I'm leaning towards pretenders. I don't. I oh. think they can they can turn the corner, but it's just like they got to do it this month. They have uh, this huge home streak of uh, games they have in. in they, they, just we, we talked about this last week. It's a home stand, not a home streak. It's a home stand. Home stretch, home streak. You get the picture. You get what I'm saying. But anyway, it's just they haven't 
they haven't capitalized on this this opportunity, and they're not they're not a better team on the road. So I don't know, man. This is a uh, they got they have to find ways to score goals and 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 not just have these big letdowns. So right now, in my eyes, they're a pretender, and I don't I don't see them uh, made the playoffs if they continue this this route. They have to make some changes to get uh, themselves uh, elevated to even making the playoffs. Like right now, they're right there. I can't see them as a contender right now. Well, right and and look, right now they they do hold the the last wild card spot in the East, only one point ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have two games in hand um, on the on the Icelanders. And then, uh, well, that that's uh, okay. Oh, I, I don't know. I I got to right now. I didn't pick them in the preseason to to make the the playoffs, so I'm gonna say that they are a pretender. Yeah. Bill, you seem upset. Oh my God in heaven! Oh, what's, what's the matter? You, um, you... The uh, Islanders, I believe, are a contender. Um, they uh, and and the reason for that is that I, I have always thought of the Islanders as a team that's that's really built for the playoffs. So I think it's harder for them to make the playoffs than to excel once they get to the playoffs. Um, and and I think uh, I obviously you know the the Penguins are going to fall away. They're not going to they might get a challenge from Florida but they, they should be able to wiggle their way into the playoffs and then they become a contender. I think I feel a little bit better about them. If Barry Trotz was still the coach once they get to the playoffs, but I do, I do believe uh, I'm going to call him a contender. They got great goaltending and, and they're built for the playoffs. Steven. I would agree. I think contender, I think they'll at, at least, you know, make the playoffs if that's what we're considering a contender. Yeah. I, yes. That, that's what I, that's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking about. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, all right, uh, Billy. I'm going to give you this one: the Pittsburgh Penguins, not a contender. So a pretender will not be in the playoffs. Pretender, yes. Pretender. Nick. Pretender. Pretenders. Uh, I right now I have them preseason in the playoffs, so I I would have to say that they are a contender. I thought we were actually we're not going for Stanley Cup contender though. This is just playoffs. Um, yeah, I think I I had playoffs in mind when I did this. Okay. Um, I I would say pretender as well. I think they're the team that misses out because the Islanders get in. Potentially. You know, Steve sent that text last week or uh, this this past weekend about you know the East kind of being wide open. And I looked at the standings at the time. I, I didn't see it. And, and you know, looking at the standings now, with especially with the teams with the games at hand, which is kind of where this segment came from, um, I, I see it a little bit more wide open. Uh, so as much as I disagreed with him at the time, uh, I, I certainly see where he was going, which brings us to our next team, the Buffalo Sabres. Now, in, in my opinion right now, and, and I said a couple of weeks ago that for me, always looking at the standings, plus or, or minus differential, your goal differential really kind of tells a, a deeper story about how your team is playing right now. The Buffalo Sabres have a plus 14 goal differential. Uh, and then there are what three spots out of the wild card, but they also have like four to five, uh, three, uh, three, two, 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 two to three hand. games in hand, two to yeah. three games in hand on, on the Islanders and the Capitals. Um, I, I don't know right now. Um, I would have to say they're 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 in the talk. They're 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 a contender right now. 
I would I would kind of agree. I like Buffalo. I think the younger team they can really make they pick, they, can, they can make a push. They got the guys. I think you know defensively they got some pretty pretty good studs. Uh, then they can and then like I said the goal differential is kind of a strange stat. I don't know if I really trust it very much. But when you look at a team like Buffalo, is it more of a fact that they've had more blowout wins and then tight losses? And that really is just kind of, you know, keeping them where they are? Or is it just like, you know, they've just somehow managed to get that that differential through earlier in the season. It's kind of slow to come down. There's like, you got to look at, I think, more than just that, because sometimes it can be misleading. But I, I, in this case, I do like Buffalo. I think they're, every time we've seen them, I've seen them play the Isles, I, I think they're a solid team. If they can get their shit together uh, enough to get, it, uh, you know, into the, the mix, because they're, like you said, they're two games out right now, the Isles, but they're also four, four points, five points back. So they're right there if they can get a couple wins, and then we'll see. They're going to be a team where between now and the trade deadline, that's going to define their fate. Are they going to make a push, or are they going to sit back and just say, you know what, it's not our year this year, we're still developing, keep our assets, and wait to develop you know, fully? They're a really talented group, but I I just don't think they're there yet. I'm going to call them a pretender. Um, they're they and and yeah, that goal differential. They they got hot earlier this season and had some massive blowout wins. They had a week where I think they out out scored everybody they played by like 20, 20 goals. So uh, yeah, I, I I think they're they're short a little bit defensively. Um, I, I've said a few times, I, they remind me of like New Jersey, like last year, you know, like just, you could tell something's cooking there, but I, I don't think it's ready. The last one in the East. Cause I don't, I don't, I, I don't think Florida, uh, Detroit and Philly, um, even are going to crack anybody's contender list. But one team that may is the Florida Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. So the Florida Panthers are the last team in the East. And and look, they they're a goal, probably a goaltender away from being really good, but they have a lot of money invested in both of their goaltenders, um, and it's just not working out for them right now. Right now, they are a team on the outs, um, on the outside looking in, and I think that's where they're going to be for the rest of the season. And uh, right now, for me, they are a pretender. I it's I I don't understand this team honestly. I don't watch I don't I don't watch enough of them to say nobody knows. Really, <laughs> yeah. Like they, with the retooling that they did, you figure they wouldn't fall off that much. And it was up front, you know. And they got younger, and to be honest, it's it's kind of crazy to me um, that they fall off so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, Abrovsky's, uh contract is a ten million dollar deal for the next you know one more year. So that's a, that's an albatross kind of deal if he's not if he's not getting it done but we'll we'll see man i this team they they were great last year they they can make a run i i don't see them being out of it yet and they're kind of in in the win now mode i mean they're not really in a in a rebuild at all so i wouldn't be surprised if they made a push to try to to shore it up but they have very little assets to trade if you look at their their draft, they have zero first rounders right now in for the next three years. They're all traded away. They have they don't have a second rounder in next year. They have their second round this year and in 2025. They don't have a third round pick this year. They are really 
Like, I don't know what you do here. Do you just start trading everything away if they're, if they're anywhere close to not making the playoffs? Because, I mean, that's it's a not a good situation, and they're in like right now from a from a uh, young perspective, you know, draft pers- uh, prospects here. So yeah. they're going to be they're going to be interesting. Not to say that they're they don't have good prospects in the in the in the pipeline. I'm just saying if you have no first rounders for three years straight, and you're not making the playoffs. With that kind of money invested in your team, that is not good. Yeah, I agree. Definitely pretenders. I mean, in the Atlantic, there's no way they're they're leaping up to the top three. And there's also, you know, they got to leapfrog three teams to get to the eighth spot. So I, I just don't think they're 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 going to get it done this year. They've also played yeah. more games. Yeah. They're also they played the most out of you know anybody in the in the conference. I feel like Florida shot themselves in the foot this offseason and their and their uh, you know uh, what's the what's the phrase uh, their their eyes were bigger than their stomach when when it when it you, came yeah, to you don't know that deals. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, yeah, and and, and I happen to think that the uh, the. I think that the teams that are in the the playoff spots now, last season it was so clear that the top eight were the top eight in like December, and there was no question after that who was going to make the playoffs, and they're and they're a lot closer this time. But I still do think that the top eight of the eight that are going to the playoffs right now in Florida, you know that I, I don't I don't think they're as good as they were last season. I, I and I and I think that's an organization that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, uh, and I don't I don't see them making a, a significant push. If you look at their roster and, I mean, UFA after this year, Chris Tanev, uh, no, Chris Tierney, uh, Eric Stahl, and uh, Radko Gudis. Those are, those are the three guys that are UFA after That's, this season. None of them are getting you a first-round pick. No, I mean, Gudis will probably get you something. He'll, he'll go to a, a contending team because if Florida's not in it, they have to start selling off assets. And, and then and what if, about and, RFAs? And if you're you're uh uh Colin White, uh Giovanni Smith on their on forward, and uh on defense you have Casey Fitzgerald and nobody. Wow. <laughs> Literally nobody. Um so but they have some some good, some pretty decent talent that they could they could definitely trade away, like a like a like a like a Ryan Lumberg. Oh, Lumberg factor. <laughs> or, you know, maybe a, a Sam Bennett or a Carter Verhage. I mean, these are these are guys that will not only give them cap space, but but also probably get some draft capital in return for sure. So yep. it's it's gonna be very, you know, Brent Mont- Montator. They write in blue on black, and I can't see anything because i'm getting old and blind and uh gustav forsling i mean these guys will probably be these guys are tradable assets at, at this year's day, deadline that can certainly get them get them some get them some draft capital uh if not just to clear space for next year i mean uh, the guys you mentioned reinhardt and bennett are probably the only two guys that i think have the, the, would be able movable in that kind of scenario to get because they're both they're not making you know, I mean, right now it's making six point five for two more for one more year UFA next year. Definitely movable contract, but it's a big hit for that first year. Then it's making four point four for two more years, and that's not bad. And he's these those are both good players, right? You can make you can make some happen out of those guys. For Hagee, you can make you know he's a similar type of deal to Bennett. 
But you got to go guys. I mean, they have 10 million for four, what, three more years with uh, Brabovsky. They got obviously, you know, Kachuk and, and Barkov like signed long-term, but those, those are the core pieces. So you got to start uh, figuring out how you're going to make this team better without, you know, first round picks. So it, it may not be first round picks. They picture those guys for, maybe it's more, more, more younger guys that are less proven. They can, um, you know, get some better usage out of, but they don't have a lot of cap room right now to, to make that work. Yeah. I think we were all saying the all season that when they made that big trade, did Florida get better? And it's, 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 they're proving that they did not get better. <clears throat> so let's go out, out West, the Colorado avalanche, number one in the list. They, they, they have to be contenders, right? They have to be defending Stanley cup champions, right? They had, they had injury trouble in the, in the, in the beginning of the season, they're starting to get those pieces back now. They're looking to that second half to make a big push. Colorado's got to be a contender at this point, right? I would definitely agree. Agree. Yeah. I, I don't four, think four points out. Four points out of the playoffs right now. Three games in hand uh, on Edmonton. Two games in hand on Calgary. You know they could leapfrog up pretty easy. Yeah, it's hard to see them not making the playoffs even with all of the struggles they've had uh, that team was so good last year. They didn't change that much, you know, I mean, realistically, well, the Kadri goaltender, those two pieces, you know, the big, the big changes, but realistically, like, you know, they were fine without Kadri for, for, you know, the, the cup piece, the games and goalie, obviously is goalie. It's a big, it can be a big deal, but that was a question mark going into the playoffs and it, it turned out fine for them. So if they can turn it around, just get a few, uh, get some momentum, you know, they'll be fine. And again, that team is uber talented. If they can just get the ball rolling, then they should not have a problem making the playoffs. Bill, did you say contender, pretender? Contender. I think. So, uh, like, realistically, they got to catch the Minnesota Wild, who are. Uh, Five points ahead of them right now. And five points, push. five points ahead, even on games. Right, and that now yeah. push Colorado into what third, uh, out of that wild card standings and into a, a secured playoff spot. Yeah. Um, but the other two teams, Calgary, Edmonton, you know, they're 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 battling. They battle each other for the rest of the season. Um, they they have to worry about Minnesota at, at that point if they fall out. So Minnesota, are they uh, contenders or pretenders? I, I got them as a contender, man. I think they're I actually I, I think them and, and Colorado, the, the content the to me, they're more of the true contenders right now of those four teams in that glow right there. So I put those two teams as the contenders. I would definitely agree with that. I, I don't I think Minnesota is a a very well put together team. I I like I, I... I'm going to say contender for Minnesota. I, my reservations are actually with them in net. I, you know, flurry. Uh, I, I love the guy, um, but you know, as he's getting quite old in NHL years, he's not so consistent. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think he's going to have to really be locked in. Uh, and, and I think he can be, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say Minnesota's a contender. I, and I think they're going to knock Calgary to the side. Ooh, jump jump Calgary ahead. was Calgary is my next team. So here's Billy saying, and I'm saying pretender. I'm saying Calgary. pretender. 
Um, I, I, I have to agree with you too, because I think Edmonton is more the contender uh, if you're talking about those two teams. Uh, and, it, and it looks like we're, we're kind of all in agreement that uh, that Calgary and Edmonton are the, are the two teams that are going to kind of, kind of vie for that last wildcard spot. Uh, I think Edmonton, um, they, there's just too much offense there. And I, I don't think Calgary has the goaltending this year to sustain what they're doing unless they, unless something happens at the trade deadline. Um, but if I put both of those in, in the same category, like Bill did, I'll, I'll go Calgary as the, uh, as the pretender Edmonton as the contender. I have reverse. I have Calgary being the contender and Edmonton getting knocked out of the playoffs. I think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to miss the playoffs. I don't, I think they're, they just don't look like a complete team. And I, it's, it's just, I just don't know how that's going to go on forever with those, those with dry saddle and, and uh, McDavid, I think they rely on those two too much. And, you know, there's, they should not be where they are. You got a guy that's almost two points per game, right? Is he at two points per game? Average, whatever it is, it's got to be right there. And they're barely making the playoffs right now. That team is not a good team. My mind wants to side with Tom. My heart wants to side with Nick. Because I, I really want Edmonton to flounder and not make it and, and blow it up because there's a lot of good players out there that should be dispersed throughout the league in other places, like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You want him on the Devils? Is that what you're saying? I would, I would take him. Saying. I would absolutely take him. <laughs> I just think that at some point they've got to realize that Everything up front and nothing on the back end is not the way to do it. It's not for the playoffs, man. You can't, so you can't so we there. send them, we'll send them a Severson and we'll send them a Holtz and they well, can send we'll us. <laughs> and they could send us obviously. Hopkins. <laughs> right. McDavid, obviously. <laughs> no, right, no. So, so, so that, that brings it up an interesting, an interesting question. If the Edmonton Oilers do not make the playoffs, Connor McDavid goes on to score 50 and 160 points on the season. Does he still win the heart? Can you, can you, can you win the heart and not make the playoffs? Maybe he doesn't win the heart, but he wins the NHL PA MVP trophy, whatever that's called. I'll give it to him. He's the best player in the league. Allie matters. No, listen, it's, I don't, it's not debatable oh, God. that he's the best player in the league, Nick. Um, just, when was the last time? An MVP came from a team that didn't make the playoffs. It was Jean Sebastian Giguer of the Anaheim Ducks. No, no, that was an MVP Different. for a team that did not win the cup, and that Different. was a con Smythe. Robbery. No, you got to get to the playoffs to be the MVP. I, agree. I 100%, right? Yeah. But McDavid, I mean, 50 goals, 160 points, you're not going to give him the fucking MVP. That's correct. I, I mean, I is he no. the best player in the league? Yes, but that that is clearly not what the MVP is given for, or else, you know. Crosby and Ovechkin would have five each. Would they? Sure. Yes. I'm. I, I'm. Morbid curiosity. Just want to take a a, a quick little glancey here. We're all curious. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysital. They all made the playoffs. Nikita Kucherov with Tampa in 1819, they made it. Taylor Hall with the Devils, they made it that year. Yeah. 
Connor McDavid, Patrick Kane. They won the cup that year. Uh, or, no, actually, that was the year after. That, that Connor McDavid year, though, did Edmonton make the playoffs? Um, that was 16 17. So interestingly, if you look at it from when Crosby and Ovechkin came in, Thornton 0506 was the no, uh, yeah they did yes they did Crosby Ovechkin Malkin 0809 Henrik then Daniel then Malkin then St Louis then Crosby is the second time in 1314 Jimmy Ben Patrick Kane McDavid McDavid. Kucherov, Drysaddle, McDavid, McDavid, and this year's McDavid again. So, not the guy. Those guys are not always this. Only once Ovechkin, only twice Crosby leading league in points. I did not believe that. I can't believe that's the case. I cannot find a player who did not win the Hart Trophy. So again, I would say he gets the, the, the he gets the Ted Lindsay for most outstanding player in the NHL as voted by the players, but maybe not the Hart. Wow. And he could blame it on his teammates not having enough Hart. <laughs> say. How's that going? Oh, why why did Nick giggle with that? <sighs> I giggle a lot of things. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's that, that's great. All right, encouraging good. That him. Leaves, that leaves the door open for Adam Fox to win the the Hart Trophy this year. I love it. All right, great. I love it. <laughs> sure is. What the fuck are you laughing at? Nothing. It's a very legitimate. It's a very legitimate candidate. You just it's more that. legitimate than Steve wanted to trade Damon Severson for fucking Connor McDavid. All right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's not as asinine all right <laughs> i love it that he's not here to defend himself <laughs> all right let's uh let's uh let's take a ride on the metro sponsored by a rich creamy wholesome nestle quick real men drink pink hello boys and girls do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone, all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick uh, And let's start with the aforementioned Pittsburgh Penguins, Bill. Oh, hell yeah. So... They win a thriller tonight in overtime um, after, uh, you know, as we were getting on the podcast and somebody had asked me how the, how the Penguins are doing, I, they were up two to one. I said that this lead's not going to last. Sure enough, it didn't last. They, they were down three to two. They had to tie the game with 30 seconds left. 
And, uh, and, you know, when the Penguins go to overtime this season, it's always lights out, they lose. Um, but I got to give a shout out to Trevor Zegris for literally handing the Penguins a point on a silver platter. Uh, Zegris had a breakaway on Casey DeSmith, which is automatic. Uh, Zegris is going to score that a hundred times out of a hundred. And, but he had another duck skating with him. It was a two on O actually, not just a breakaway. And this dumb shit decided he was going to pass it to Cam Fowler. Uh, So that pass misses and Crosby and Gensel go the other way and and Gensel scored on a two on one. So it absolutely Penguins deserved to lose. We're lined up to lose. Zegers with a game on his stick, the the worst possible guy, uh, and somehow the Penguins got the four three win. So um, I don't have to add to my count my my count of nine points that the Penguins have missed out on by blowing third period leads uh, this season. Um, it was going to be eleven, and then they narrowly avoided that. So uh, great for them. Um, over the last week, uh, Casey DeSmith was terrible, um, filling in for the injured Tristan Jari. Uh, he uh, Played last uh, Tuesday, they were playing Vancouver, and and uh, after Smith was was good against Arizona a couple nights before, uh, he he was clueless. Um, gave up three goals on four or five shots in the first period. They were down three nothing about seven minutes into the game, and it's it's not just you know he he just like the first goal went in, he didn't even react to it. Um, I mean, it was just behind him, and and he he never flinched, and it was there was no screen there was no nothing um and uh, and he's been awful with uh controlling rebounds uh he's just given up fat rebounds in front uh he's he's too much of a panic scrambler and, and it's just it's just night and day with when he's in the net as opposed to uh jerry so they actually went to um uh what was his name shoot uh, oh. uh dustin tukarski dustin tukarski took over uh, for the game against Vancouver and uh, and played reasonably well. And, and the Penguins came back and won that one. Uh, and then when they had to play Winnipeg later in the week, they put Tukarski back in again um, and and they got creamed uh, by the Jets. Uh, and then they lost again to, to Carolina. Only, you know, only two to one to Carolina, but, you know, not really time for moral victories. There's uh, there's points in the standings to be had and and they're obviously a bubble team trying to chase a playoff spot. So, um, at least they're done with Carolina. That was their fourth loss to Carolina. They don't have to play Carolina again. Yay. Um, and this week, you know, they're, they're hoping to get some points. They, they had Anaheim tonight, obviously not a very good team there. And they have uh, home and home with Ottawa this week. So uh, they got to get some points before going into Jersey this weekend because they're not competing with upper echelon teams right now um, with all the, the guys they have out uh, still missing Petri, still missing Latang. Pedersen came back tonight, which is, which is good. Uh, Jari's been skating, so we might see him by the end of the week. Um, but uh, they're 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 down too many guys and and struggling right now. Uh, although they they managed to get their two points tonight, and uh, and again, thank you to, to Trevor Zegers for that. So that's what's going on in the Pens neck of the woods. And, and Nick, the Icelanders are uh, are back from their uh, their home their road trip. Uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, you know. They, I think they forgot that they uh, they got home because they've been playing kind of like they play on the road. Uh, spotty. So uh, I kind of alluded to this in my, my uh, pretenders, contenders piece. The uh, Basically, Isles are, um, have been um, squandering some of this, uh, this this home stretch we got going on here. 
Um, homestand for all you Stevens in the crowd. But uh, <laughs> it's just sick as heavy. Uh, so anyway, uh, I also had a, they're one one and one this past week. Uh, Dallas at home shootout loss. They should have won this game. They they were playing better than Dallas in the game and just could not close it out. I believe that's also then the same night that the Penguins, Rangers, and Devils all won. And Tom was texting me to say, hey, Al's going to complete the – all four of our teams winning the same night? No. That was Bill. That no. wasn't me. That was Bill. Oh, it was Bill. My bad. Blame Bill, not me. Well, Isles were going to overtime and got dominated overtime only to lose in the shootout. I think they had like a shot on that in, in the overtime. I don't even know. It was, it was not – they didn't have Bailey the puck. Uh, they looked they looked not very good in in um in OT on a three on three against a, a better, much better team and a much more skilled team I should say. Uh, we then uh, had a loss against uh, Minnesota uh, again at home three uh, one loss. But really, it was a one nothing shutout for fifty minutes of that game, and the goal to tie the game was a a actual save by Ilya Sorokin. It would have been a save of the year candidate had his glove not gone back into the net as he made the save. He just kind of ran out of, of real estate and his, his glove, as he, the puck went in, a two-on-one just racing across the, the other side of the, the net, gets, gets the save, top shelf, and just peeks into the net as he pulls it back out. And uh, that was called the goal. Another goal happens two minutes later. Uh, it goes 2-1. And on a two-on breakdown, two-on-one, one-timer, Sorkin was couldn't make that kind of save again, and uh, they ended up losing three-one after empty netter. But uh, to be honest, it was really deflating. There was a game they were not really they couldn't get shots on net. They just didn't couldn't get a couldn't get much. I think they had twenty shots in the whole game, and uh, again they just um, inconsistent with the with their game, and uh, it just came back to haunt them. They couldn't rely on Sorkin the whole entire game to throw a shutout when they play like shit, um, you know, throughout different sections of, of the, of the time of the game. Uh, and then finally to end the week, uh, they were able to finally beat a game, a team in Montreal. Um, not as, not as good as the other two teams they played, obviously. Uh, but Montreal, uh, two, one win. Uh, they had a two goal lead early on and we were able to sit on it. And, uh, Sorokin again, third game this week was very good. Um, Obviously, let a goal in late in the game. Uh, kind of like a weird breakdown play where Nick Suzuki was able to just kind of like sneak past guys where they just didn't get their sticks in front of him and he got a shot off on Sorokin up, up, uh, uh, up close. Um, but that was it um, with those three games. And um, again, very wildly inconsistent. The team just has to go one, one, and one in three games at home. Um, that's really a great example of it, honestly, how they've been. Um, Pellick, Palmieri, both uh, skating in practice, not yet ready to go. Um, hopefully soon. Um, Wallstrom still not yet back. I didn't see anything about him skating yet. Um, Wallstrom and Pellick both had head injuries. Um, Palmieri just kind of sucks. I just don't play him. So you know that kind of thing. Just kidding. He's fine. He, he was injured. I know. Steve's like, what? Uh-huh. Just kidding. Palmieri's. Uh, I, He's he's coming back. He'll be better. He'll be ready soon. Um, in this game we're playing right now, I'm watching Washington and Niles, and this is fucking. This is like everything I've been saying. Isles up three nothing early, dominated the game, 
Now it's 3-3 in the third. Just let them back in. Pajot gets knocked out of the game, but again, apparently came back. He got nailed by Ovechkin, was woozy, and they allowed, like, he came off the ice, and he clearly needed help getting back to his feet. Like, he was definitely woozy. But he came back onto the ice. He came back, he's playing right now. I, I don't understand how it happens. I thought these guys would get, like, you know, taken off completely whenever that happens, like, for the game. Yeah, they, they usually have to go back to a dark room and, and then get checked yeah. out and then get they can get back. Well, as long as, he, right, he came as, long as he's past that, he can go back and play, I guess, right? Did, the, did the Islanders yeah. hire the, the coach from the Dolphins already? <laughs> no, right? Like, I was, I was shocked he was back because, like, I thought for sure he'd be, they'd be, like, precautionary, you're done for the night. But apparently they, he passed their test, and he was like, I'm going back in. Send me back in, coach. So, I don't know. We'll see. This game's probably going to end up in a, in a fucking misery for me. So, you know, I got there seven minutes left. We'll see how it goes. And, and look, you, you got no easy task this entire week uh, upcoming with, with Boston, Buffalo, Carolina, and Toronto. And it's uh, – uh, I'm gonna um, do a number on Boston on Wednesday. So uh, when we play them on Thursday, it wouldn't be so. My great. my prediction is they beat the shit out of Boston, look great, and then and then just look like shit the rest of the week. That's my prediction. <laughs> prediction pain. It's my Rocky Three reference. That was Mr. T. Did you get it? All right. All right, so for the Rangers, uh, two and one this week. Uh, you, you you played two really memorable games against Minnesota and Dallas, and then really blow a fucking stinker on Sunday against Montreal. Uh, but we'll get to we'll get to that that game in a little bit. Uh, the Minnesota game was a shootout win. Uh, Rangers really had a dominant second period in this game. Really get them back into it. Twenty to ten shots on goal in that second period. Finished the game 43-32 and uh, had the edge in faceoffs at fifty-seven percent. Mark Andre Fleury played really, really well. Bill, you were, you were talking about Mark Andre Fleury. We were talking the uh, contender, pretender, and uh, the game before the Ranger game and before the Islander game, he got pulled in the game. He wasn't playing very well, and then uh, he came. He came back, and this was his first game since that game, and he played really, really well um, for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he made some really great chances. This game should have been, you know, seven, eight, eight goals for the Rangers, easy uh, in this one. Fox and Miller each with a with a goal and assist. Um, in fact, Mark Andre Fleury was the third star of that game um, in the Rangers uh, shootout win. Uh, but they do lose Chris Kreider in this game to an upper body injury, along with Julian Gauthier, uh, to really uh, put a uh, a stinger in their lineup, but also gives certain players the opportunity to move up in the lines and uh, show what they can do and maybe get going a little bit. Well, I'm going to foreshadow that. That didn't happen. Um, you know, you, you move Lafreniere up into Kreider's spot, and he he just, even through tonight, just doesn't seem like he's taking the bull by the horns and showing you that he deserves the time on the first line and the first power play unit. It's, uh, it's really sad, and it's really getting to the point of you got to do something with this kid. I mean, I understand. we, we He's the first overall pick, and – and he's a young 21-year-old kid. I'm not talking about maybe giving up on the kid, but how how bad would it be for him to go down to Hartford for the rest of the season? Oh, how I think they, took, they absolutely should have done that a while ago. They, they, he needs to be able to be put on a team where he's, you know, 
given that role where he's the guy and and see if he can evolve there and and gain some confidence doing it and because it's not happening on the rangers at the, at the at the nhl level no and and it's not like he has to clear waivers or any of that bullshit he, they willy-nilly free free and clear they can send him down to hartford no problem but anyway that leads us into the dallas game um and it was a really dull fucking game throughout uh very defensive uh battle between really and and Rutet. Really, two good goal goaltenders with Igor versus uh, Ottinger. Ottinger is a uh, a really solid goaltender. Uh, Dallas gets a uh, a power play goal by Tyler Sagan late in the uh, in the second period, and you know you're like, man, can the can the Rangers score on Ottinger? That that's how well he was playing. And then in the you know in the third period, late in the third period, this happens really. Come on, play. And we got to watch all 30 fucking seconds. You can't. They score in the last second of the game. You couldn't oh, guess. spoiler alert. Steve. 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. Let me guess. It goes in. Miller shoots. It's blocked. Miller again. Oh, with under a second to go uh it was a nine tenths of a second left to go on the clock miller puts it in and uh ties the game at one um to to send madison square garden into a fucking frenzy it was it was amazing bill i couldn't help but think about uh, the game that we went to back in all the way back in 1998 Rangers Panthers when uh, when Leach scored with under a second to go and uh, and Graves won in overtime uh, I got that same kind of that I remember the train ride home and how giddy and and happy and, and excited you were when you were a Ranger fan um, yeah but- <laughs> and, it, and it catapulted them into a uh- Oh shit! It was really bad things, but it doesn't matter. That game really, really put me on a high for a while. And this one too, Uh, they, they end up winning in overtime. Fox gets the, uh, the winning goal in overtime. And it was just a a really thrilling, thrilling game. Um, Fox goal and an assist Miller, another goal. Um, You know, those two guys in the back end, Keandre Miller is going to make a lot of money this off season. Uh, he had a really slow start to the season, and then <clears throat> really in the second half of the season, he's really starting to pick it up and pick up the offensive game too, and even in the defensive game. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how much money Miller gets uh, this offseason being a restricted free agent. I'm sure they're going to buy a couple of years into his free agency. And then uh, yesterday, you, you, you lay uh, Sunday, you lay a stinker to Montreal at home. Look, the flu bug's been going around the Rangers, not making excuses for them. Um, this is a, a Montreal team that you should fucking destroy and you didn't, and you, and you didn't show up for the game. Um, and you got, I don't want to say you got blown out, but, um, but you lost to a Montreal team that you should have beaten and you left two points on the table. Uh, and, and we talked earlier on in the season, the Rangers losing them to, to Columbus. They lost to Chicago. They lost to these teams that they need to beat. And we always say that good teams beat those bad teams. They get their points. And the Rangers had a ha- have had a tough time 
uh, when, when they're playing these bottom feeding teams this season, that they're not earning their points where they need to earn them. And this is why they may not get a um, home ice advantage in the first round, first, second, and even third round of the playoffs. And they're going to look back and say, okay, this is the reason why, because we didn't beat these teams. <clears throat> uh, then tonight you go in and you beat a, a Columbus team who is, uh, believe it or not, worse than Montreal. And uh, Halak comes in and, and plays another good game. Um, starting to turn the corner on Halak and, and see that he is a, a serviceable backup goaltender. Uh, it only took more than half of the fucking season for us to get to this point. Um, but Halak is, uh, is certainly doing his job now. Uh, and look, in the next two, two, three weeks, the Rangers have four games in three weeks. Um, this week, you get, you get Boston on Thursday is your only game. So hopefully you get Chris Kreider back for that game, which I believe you will. He was very close to, uh, to returning uh, today. <clears throat> and then you get the Florida Panthers on, on, on Monday. Both of these games are at home. Um, these are our two huge games in the standings. Uh, one, it's a measuring stick and see where you, where you stand against Boston to see if you can play with them. Um, and then go get your two points against the Florida Panthers on Monday. Um, so, so the, uh, last we spoke last week, the devils were, were, uh, in kind of a, a little rut, but they have fixed that rut on the road. That's the, the theme of the year is uh, being a much better team on the road than at home. Uh, go down to Carolina last week. Uh, it was great to see players not named Jack, Nico, or Jesper score some goals. So in this one, you had Mercer and Boquist score in the last minute of the second period to tie the game on some aggressive moves to the net. And then, uh, Mercer scored, you know, a goal reminiscent, reminiscent of the Bobby Orr goal flying through the air after he scored to, uh, to put them ahead 4-3. They wound up winning 5-3 thanks to an empty netter that never went in the net. One of those rare player has a breakaway with an empty net and gets pulled down from behind. They awarded the goal to Nico. They followed that up with uh, a game against Anaheim. Again, like you were saying, Tom, one of those games you should win. And they they did win. They went out there. They jumped out quick. 3-0 lead after the first. Big names came to play in this game. Nico, I'm sorry, Jack had a two goals and an assist. Jesper had two goals. Hamilton, a goal and an assist. And that was their 16th road win in 19 games, which tied an NHL record. Followed that up. The next night in LA, where they had a very balanced attack, they were kind of aided with a, an off night from Jonathan Quick because he was not at his best by far. Um, and they they won without playing their A game. I mean, they dominated them six to two, and and they didn't play their A game by far. That helped them set the record of uh, seventeen two and one most wins through twenty games in NHL history. And then today, a, a weird one o'clock Monday afternoon local time game, four o'clock here against San Jose. They scored in the first minute and it looked like it was going to be the same kind of game as that they played against Anaheim where they just jumped out to a, to a quick lead and, and dominated. But things started to change about halfway through the first period 
and San Jose took advantage of a of a sleepwalking team to to take the lead. It was a weird occurrence in this game with about four minutes left in the first or five minutes left in the first. The door to the Zamboni, the 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 kickboard broke. So they had to kind of send the teams back to the locker room while they fixed it. And then when they came out, they had to play the five minutes of the first period and then start the second period and then play the 20 minutes of the second period. They wound up giving up two goals in those first five minutes, um, the, the, the final five minutes of the first period. So they were down 2-1. Uh, they came back and tied it. They went down 3-2. They tied it on a last-minute goal by Jack Hughes. So this is another game where they scored the first seconds. minute. Eight seconds left? Yeah, they, they scored in the first minute of the game. They scored in the last minute of the game. Very exciting overtime period, even though nobody scored. Um, Tomas Tatar scored in the shootout, and Vanacek saved both, both of his opportunities so that they wound up winning that. 18-2-1 so far on the road. In comparison at home, they're 11-10-2. So if they could just play better at home, they would, you know, where would they be if they were just playing better at home? Good thing you got so a lot They're of third in the league up. as it is. Where would they be? Um, Bastion should be back very soon. He might even play Thursday against the Kraken. Marino should also be back soon. Here's another weird stat. 13 games in January. Three of them start at 7 o'clock local time. Well, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Every other game is either like a weekend game on early start or out west. They're playing at 10 o'clock or, or like today, you know, a 4 o'clock Eastern time. Halfway through the season, which was before the Carolina game, they were one win away from tying last season's record and eight points away from tying their point total of last season. So they're a very exciting team to watch this year. This is what we wanted. We wanted competitive games. We wanted them to be in it, you know, as the, the season started to wind down. Uh, like I mentioned, Kraken on Thursday, Penguins on Sunday at two o'clock. Here's something you're going to like. 20 of the last 38 games for the Devils on the road. Perfect. <clears throat> so look out, Boston. Here we come. And now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong bell. Got to... Pick up the book because I threw it when the Penguins blew their lead before. Oh, don't blame the book, <laughs> but, uh, man. Which team won the Stanley Cup the most times between 2010 and 2015? The Seattle Kraken. Uh, they were this not is really. A, this is really a question in the league. Colorado Rockies. Yes. Uh, not in the league. Uh, not a not a real team uh, uh, no, at that but... time. Nick, you're you're think you're way too far back. It's the California Golden Seals. I, they they were not around from 2010 to 2015 either. The, uh, uh, so far, no teams have been around during the, that time. The North okay. Edison Condors. Oh, uh, they, I'm sure they won a lot of championships, but not the actual Stanley Cup. We're talking about the Stanley oh, Cup. Probably uh, did win the most championships in the world over that 
period. We but. all had retired by then. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, not a not a team during that time. I've, wow, I've uh, nobody's named an NHL team during that time yet. I have learned nothing. When it comes nothing. to NHL history <laughs> and Stanley Cups. The answer is always the Montreal Canadiens. That is a team that was around then. Um, we're getting closer, but that's not the answer. Um, actually, no team from Canada has won since the Canadians in 1993. So um, we're going to have to try a little harder. Oh, you say. Was it the Chicago White Sox? Oh. Ooh. <clears throat> Close. Uh, that's a baseball team, and it was not them. Oh, then it has to be the uh, the fucking the Chicago Bulls. They won fucking everything. No, they're that's a basketball team. I know. No, who they was. didn't win the Stanley Cup. I know who it was. Yeah, the Great. Bears. The Bears. The, the Bears. Bears. <clears throat> was not the, Bears. the Chicago Bears. They play football. They don't win shit. They well, no, no. have as <laughs> nice. many you're, Super Bowls as the Jets. You're 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 missing the most obvious one here. It's the Chicago Wolves. That is a minor league hockey team. Um, wow, we're, we seem like we're dancing all around it. Uh, gosh, tragic. You're, got, you're all going to kick yourself so hard. I hope. I don't think I would ever do that. Was it the Atlanta Braves? Just to throw it out there. Oh, we, we just, uh, that's a baseball team also. And is we're it the Chicago Fire yes, No. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It, it, it had to be, it had to be the Cubbies, right? Chicago Cubs. No, Wait. it wasn't. Was it the, the Washington Redskins? Right? Okay. You, you can't say you can't, can't say, say the that. R word. No, you Jesus can't Christ, say the man. R word. All right, all right. Because everybody well, knows it was the Cleveland. Ed- they were. No, the, you the can't Cubs. say the I word. <laughs> Stop! Oh my goodness. <laughs> was it the Seattle yeah, Kraken? So. I said that. <laughs> you, you, you gotta back. You're gonna be embarrassed. You listen I'm, I'm gonna back. Enjoy listening to back. Listen I, I back to wait. the podcast tomorrow. I can't wait. You're gonna can't laugh. Oh, I can't wait. Laugh at the beginning of this segment. Can't uh, wait. Is it the you Chicago guys... Black Sox? There are no sh- Chicago Black Sox. They, yeah, they were the Blacks. They through oh, the World Series. They were the oh, the, oh the, okay, but the, no, it wasn't them. No, shoeless Joe. What's the what's the uh, multiple choice? Uh, multiple choice. Does Chicago have a cricket team? <laughs> but they wouldn't win a Stanley Cup if they do. How do you know it's not called the Stanley Cup, Bill? It might be the Stanley Cup in cricket. I I can't. Right. I can't do say. you know, Bill? Yes, because no no Indians know what the Stanley Cup is, and they know all the cricket stuff. So come on. Okay, A, Chicago Blackhawks, B, Los Angeles Kings, C, Ottawa Senators, D, Boston Bruins. I'm going D. No, you are incorrect. It's not the Boston Bruins. Steve always go for D. Always. No, everybody knows it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Come on. Thank you. And you are correct. Yay. And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the first round podcast for the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. 20 question power play. Rules are simple. Group has two minutes against a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player associated with one of the four friends of the team. Group can ask for 20 questions in rapid fire. 
and it's only coming to four years ago. Group will have to make a final guess once they hit 20 questions or the power play is expired. Group is successful, they win for the week, and avoid shame for unable to win a children's game. And away we go! Was this a play of... Was this a player associated with the Rangers? Mm, no. Player associated with the Devils. Yes. Is this player only associated with the Devils amongst our four teams? No. Is this player, was this player a forward? Yes. Is this player also associated with the Penguins? No. Player associated with the Islanders. Yes. Penguin Islander. Penguin nope. Islander forward. I feel like we've been down this road before. Devil, mm. I Devil Islander. Thank Devil you, Steven. Islander. Oh, thank Devil you, Islander. You. Did this player Sorry. play in the 90s? Yes. Oh. Was this player uh, American? Mm, no. Did this player also play in the aughts? E yes. In the what? Is it the zeros, Tom? Brian Gianta. Uh, no. Was this player Canadian? Yes. Canadian Devil Islander. Was this player an all-star? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Brian Ross didn't play for the honors, right, Steve? No. The Bill Guerin. No. no. He would have been around the Penguins, too. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Winding down. All right. Last shot. He may, not, he may not have been an all-star. I might be wrong on that, but it was it was really close if he wasn't. So a forward. I might have got some power play time, let's assume. Uh <laughs> Devil Devil Islander. Is it Steve uh, Thomas. Is that your final answer? Oh, that could be it. Holy shit. Let's go with that. Do it. That's my that is our final answer. Incorrect. Oh. That was a good guess, though. That was a solid guess, dude. Yeah. It would have been the player drafted second overall by the New Jersey Devils in 1984, Mr. Kirk Muller, who also played for the Islanders. In a very contentious, very short period of time with Isles, where he basically won himself off the ass to be traded, did not play very much, very hard for the team, and uh, was a was a giant fu to the whole team, the organization, and made wow. fuck. And everybody, every Islander fan hates Kirk Muller, so he can go fuck himself. But he was uh, pretty good for the Devils and had a long career. Played in the '80s through the aughts. He finished his career in Dallas in 2022, 2002, 2003. That just that drops us down to six for nine on the uh the sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. We lost on purpose. <laughs> hey, oh yeah. <laughs>
just like the Islanders decide to lose on purpose in overtime. Oh. Fucking Washington. All right, that's going to bring us to uh, the State and Steve Stomach brought. That feels better. To you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. And this is going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2018. Please go to February 6th, February 6th, 2018. February 6th, 2018 was a Tuesday. I had a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar 20 ounce with Raisinets. Oh, of course, Breakfast of Champions. Yes, uh, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar 20 ounce with a slice of white pizza and a slice of sausage pizza for lunch. And dinner was a Coca-Cola Zero can with tacos because it was Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Uh, why that, did that you grumpy? pick uh, Tuesday, February 6th, 2018? Okay. <clears throat> this has nothing to do with anybody from Ohio. I, I know. I'm upset, too. However, I thought it was important that we know that this was the day a record was set. The record... For it was two records. It was two distance, records. distance and speed. Ooh. Okay. So according to Masters and Johnson, the record is eight feet. That's disgusting. For ejaculate. That's disgusting. To be spewed. Just the fact that you said and, Masters and Johnson, I knew where it was going. And a speed of twenty-seven miles per hour. And 27 was, miles per hour and eight feet is the record. You guys think you got it? You could break it. Michael, it? Was it Michael Johnson? No, I, I don't know who it was. They Tra- don't get the name. Of was the it person. track superstar Usain Bolt? <laughs> no, but this, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is fucking impressive. If you're asking me. That's been a no, Jack Hofferman. No, nobody was asking you. <laughs> Everybody was. If we had tons of, of Twitter posts on this, everybody Who did was. Who you think it was, Nick? Jack Hofferman <laughs> from Canton, Ohio. Yes. So, so he would. He would have. He would have popped his uh, his pool float if that was the case. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. 
So your your homework for this week. I want speed gun and I want distance. Get the tape measures out, and I want to know how far you did. Do they shoot? Can you can you shoot negative? <laughs> what no. you just go back inside? Does that mean it comes out of your butt? <laughs> uh, I've had I've else, had it come out of my butt. Oh, never mind. Oh, is there anything else you want to know about semen? Because I have it in the article. So uh, one teaspoon uh, of semen no. is five I'm calories. I'm good. Letting you know okay. that. Thank you. A lot of the fluid is fructose, apparently. Oh, sweet. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> uh, is it true that it is good for your skin? Uh, no one has done uh, controlled trials where they've got uh, a no, no, they, they haven't. Why, why are we so they can't tell you if it is or it isn't. Uh, what about the taste? To the credit song? What about the taste? Can we control that? Fruits and vegetables do have uh, an effect the way it tastes. Uh, it's kind of like when you eat asparagus and peas and your pea smells bad. Pete, Absolutely. I just want to say we're all very sorry that you have to sit here and listen to this. Oh, well, here's important information. If no, you it's not. It in your eye or someone else's eye, can you get an STD? So eight feet, but I wanted, but eight feet, how is that, how is that judged? Like eight feet, like horizontally? Like, I mean, was there an arc? Were they measuring like the arc and, and the total distance? Out, how do you measure along? Where it lands on the floor, Bill. Yeah, they have to get like a, the poor guy from the Guinness World, Rec World Records book. He's got to be a suit and tie, his little notepad. Like He's got to stand there watching yeah. this guy, you know, give himself a hand job to shoot as far as he can, you know? I mean, yeah, you, I would think not. Like not, the as that, the, the not as the arc distance, it's from where his feet are out. to where it landed. <laughs> no, from, from the so tip. So then there's a drop, too. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> is it is it dick level that, that they're measuring? Like, it shot dick level and, and went eight feet dick level? Or, or like, oh, you think man. they set up a table? Because if, yeah, if I they, came they, off they the top of the Empire State Building, that thing could travel for miles, you know? All right, well, slow down, Miles. <laughs> you know, maybe if oh, there shit. was a breeze. Listen, maybe 20, if there was wind, yes. At but then it would be wind-aided, and it wouldn't go in the Guinness Book. At 27 miles an hour? I don't know. Off the Empire State Building? Not, that, this is, where's Mythbusters? We need them to debunk uh, <laughs> this. That would be wonderful. The, 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 the distance question is interesting. Like, again, how, yeah, you're right. I never... I would have just guessed on the floor, some seedy bathroom tile, and he had to measure. And that would give an advantage were. to somebody who is tall. True, but you're always going to want to arc it, right? I think I think you get the best distance if you arc it for sure. Right. Yeah, because then the gravity just takes over. And I think when you measure how far can somebody spit, you you measure where it lands. Right, and someone's always when you're in right you're spitting up. But again, the tall person would have the advantage in that contest as well. True. If you're measuring where it lands. Yeah, but if you don't have the right mucus in there, it doesn't matter. Wait, in the comp? What? <laughs> no, I was talking when you spit. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Are we still talking about the same thing? <laughs> I think I'm all confused. 
All right. Go Giants. Beat the Eagles. Whatever. I yeah, I don't I don't really think that's gonna happen. I, I'm I'm pulling for him. I want them to fucking do it because I hate Philly so fucking much. Tom, yeah. fuck the Flyers. Oh, fuck the Flyers. I, I am mean, putting money on the Eagles for you. Oh, I don't know what that means. Because my my jinx, it doesn't work when they're not your teams. I'm I'm trying to tell you that your jinx does not work unless you have a rooting interest in that team. We're gonna find out on Sunday. Eh. Well, who'd you bet on this past weekend? I bet on the Giants. Well, then there you go. But I why really thought, you, but I really the thought they were going to win. Why would you bet on the Eagles now? But I really thought the Giants were going to win. I did too. I and I had a strong possibility that they were going to win. I don't. I don't have that same feeling against the Eagles. I'm scared of this well, game. I don't know. And I, I was, was hoping that maybe fucking Tampa could do anything against the Cowboys, oh, but they suck. They're terrible. That team is Todd Bowles, oh, God in heaven. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. I've been telling you guys all year. I mean, Todd Bowles can undo Tom Brady. He's the only uh, guy. Did, did like did, did that organization just completely forget what he did in New York? I mean, yeah. regardless of roster. It's <laughs> you saying Bowles. Todd Bowles is the anti-Brady? Oh, Todd, Bo- Todd Bowles could single-handedly make people forget the Tom Brady that they ever called him the goat. If he stays, <laughs> if he keeps playing for Todd Bowles, well, I, like Tom Brady, he was a bum. All right, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Everybody, root for the for root for the Giants this weekend. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read them on the air if you want them to. Uh, while you're there. Uh, well, before you do that, go on to Facebook and YouTube, click follow and share on there. Uh, turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, missed you last week. Say something, Woody. You can say two things I, if you want. Well, I got to go jerk off because I, I got to practice for, for next week for, for getting my numbers. So, Yeah, but the more you don't do that, the more of a buildup you'll have and the faster and further it will come out, right? Well, maybe I'll jerk off and then stop just short and, and just keep working that, that way and then get back to it tomorrow and then and then see if I get more distance can, out of wait, it. Wait, you can do that? I don't have the willpower <laughs> to do that. Holy shit. I mean, God bless. God bless. You're a rookie. Off the rails completely, boys. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Tom's fault. It was off the rails at 9.15. What are you talking about? But this is going to be the Super Bowl of, of jerking off. This is... yeah, we, we've already sung, Bill. We've already sung. Uh, I feel like the the creepy Tom song should be played three times tonight. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to give you the opportunity to play that and not, you know, not have a, oh. an episode of Steve's stomach that's not worthy of that oh. song. Uh, you, you gave us the reason to you play. You pulled it, tonight, it off. For sure. You pulled it oh, off, man. so to speak. Oh, I was talking to Lauren before we did the whole segment, and and, I, and she's like, "27 miles an hour? I'm like, could you imagine that on the on back of your it would blow out your asshole? Back into the left. Back into the left. Right. <clears throat> Line somebody. Well, you can get an STD, so be careful. Oh, God, I hope Butch Cross didn't listen to this episode, is it? Fuck. 
Let me just see what this is all about. Let me get a feel. He's not listening that. Listen, he's not listening this much. There's nobody. Nobody listens. Nobody. There's one person that listens this much. Goddamn! Did he get his shirt tomorrow? Tomorrow? I think. I mean. I'm going to be in the office. He's usually in the office. I haven't confirmed with him that he will be there, but I'll, I'll have it in there tomorrow. They don't have each other's cell phone number. Well, have you ever called Billy? Has he ever answered the phone when you called? I text him. Yeah, but if you call him, it's, and even if you text, it's at least an hour before he responds. Unless you're both watching something. He responds all the time to me right away. Well, maybe, maybe it's me. I yeah, think it's so. you. It's you. Every time I call him, he doesn't answer. He doesn't call me back. Doesn't say, hey, I saw that you called. Was there anything important? No. no. You call him? You don't call me. There was one time where I called him because I needed to, uh, I needed to tell him something. Only him, that he would, that he would understand. And find I don't remember as this at all. And find as amusing as I would. Must but he never about, even he never even responded to that text message. Must have been about Bugs Bunny. It wasn't Bugs Bunny. What was it? it? Was something much more. When was it? What was it? I don't remember this. Tell us. Fucking tell you, Bill. Tell us all. No, I, I can't. Why? So it was because it was about Jan- you, Steve. It was Tuesday, January third at ten fifteen p.m. Bill. Bill. What was it? Let me see. Oh, but when he texts me Gladiator, which was hilarious, um, I I respond right away. But what was it? Oh. Oh. What did you have to tell me? And you tried to call me about that? Yeah, I called you right before. Right before I texted this to you. What, what, What was it? By no, the way, we really can't talk about it. I, I, I finished the ep- I finished Letter Kenny, and the whole fucking photography episode was fucking hilarious. I can't. I all I thought about was Steve giving fifty <laughs> bucks just to go in and fucking seeing old rusty tools and freaking cobwebs in the corner. It was fucking hilarious. Was good. Have you seen it, Steve? Not yet. I'm I'm on like I'm so, getting up to here on season three. three. I'm getting up to up to episode three. Oh, of the new season? Yeah. Oh. All right. I would have watched episode three today, but the game was on, so I had to watch that. Understood. But, but what did you yeah. have to tell Bill? So listen, you guys have a great week. Text me your numbers. I'm very curious. But how do you <laughs> measure speed? I'm not, I don't have any. I don't have a. No, well, I think they, they probably like Mythbuster style. They probably had the fucking slow mo camera with that fucking. That I have to take a picture of this. Huh? I have to take a picture. I have to <laughs> no, put this on camera. A picture. It's a slow motion video camera, so it they sh- they show it shooting out of. The, I want to see that slow motion shooting out of the fucking head. I don't know why. For some reason, I'm imagining that old slow motion video of the guy getting hit in the stomach by the cannonball. <laughs> Same thing. Like that's the kind of camera. Sub cannonball insert ejaculate. And there you go. Okay. I'm I'm leaving now because you won't tell me. All right. Listen, the text message was